Welcome to Coffee Time Theology. Yeah. I'm Stu. And I'm Grace. And we're your hosts. Welcome back. Welcome back. I never know how to start, hey? Yeah. Hello. Hi. Well, uh, thanks for joining us. We've got our coffee. Hope you've got yours. We've got our theology. It's a weird statement. We carry it within us. It is part of us. Mm, it lives in you. I don't know. Was that Lion King? He lives in you. Could be. Rafiki. Anyway. I don't know. Um. Today we're talking about rest, mm. which is an important topic, and we're not great at it uh, as as individuals, as as a couple, as a society, as a society. Resting something we're not amazing at. It's not really one of those values that has a huge place in Western society. Mm. We value the busy. Yeah, it's like the opposite of capitalism, right? But rest, rest. Mm. Hmm. And so back in um, the lockdown, uh, in our first foray into podcast making, we did, what, what's that face for? I wish everybody could have seen the face he pulled while he said that. Foray? Just the first foray <laughs> into podcast making. Uh, uh, yep. Uh, we, we did an episode on Sabbath, right? And the importance of finding, making time to have your Sabbath, to have your rest. Mm-hmm. And that is still one of our most listened to podcasts. So we got asked if we'd update it, do a new yeah. one. Talk, you know, a bit more around the, I guess, the theology or the concept of rest in 2022. It's an interesting thought because, again, we're, we're not great at it. And I've come to think recently that rest, as strange as it might seem, is a discipline. Because mm. I think there's a difference between resting and passing out. Yep. Right? Like, yep. Both from a literal passing out point of view and just like... There's a, there's a qualitative difference there. Yeah. But also a difference between like choosing to rest and being too exhausted to do something. Mm-hmm. I think those are key differences. And I think when we talk theologically about it, it becomes really obvious that there's a difference because we believe in a all-powerful God, mm. right? Phenomenal yeah. cosmic power. It'd be a living space. No, not quite. God doesn't uh, live in a lamp, No, he doesn't. But, you know, this thing of a untamable, unchangeable, uncontrollable God mm. with limitless energy rests, which means it's not like about for God restoring that which he has lost. Yeah. Which I think adds an additional flavor to when we're commanded to rest, when we're commanded to take Sabbath. Well, you know, did God rest because he needed rest or did God rest because he wanted us to embody his rhythm and he wanted to represent that we should rest? Or was resting more, Mm. you know, was there an enjoyment to rest or a fulfillment in taking a step back Mm. to go, hey, I'm going to intentionally rest as opposed to I'm going to stop doing. Well, there's there's a thing that I noticed happening for me in my own life Mm -hmm. where, you know, there's a list of to do's maybe or there's an intention to get something done. Mm. But you need just a minute before you get up and you do it. So you sit down. but you also don't want to sit down and do something else because then that feels like you're committing to doing something else instead of the thing you should do. And so you pull out your phone and you scroll on social media. Mm-hmm. 
and you sit there and you scroll on social media and you lose track of time and then you never get around to doing the thing that you were going to do. And instead of actively resting in a way that would have actually helped your body and your state of well-being, you've kind of just wasted time and then you beat yourself up because you didn't do what you were going to do and you also aren't rested. Mm. And mm. that kind of weird in-between space actually can eat up a lot of our time if we aren't intentional about noticing it and going like, oh, maybe I need to actually rest here mm. instead of just not doing. Yeah. And that mm. thing of rest isn't just pausing. Yeah. You know, sometimes it's helpful to pause and rest, mm -hmm. but the pause isn't the rest. Yeah. The pause is I'm paused. I'm on the edge. Yeah. You know, I'm ready to keep going at any point. As opposed to, I think, rest, which is like, no, no, no I'm. I'm not necessarily worried about what comes under. This isn't a holding pattern. Resting isn't holding. Yeah. Resting is an actual thing. Right now I'm resting and being. Yeah. Doing something that restores and refreshes rather than just not doing anything. Mm. Like a huge thing that I had to learn how to do was give myself permission to actively do something unproductive by recognizing that it was being productive because it refreshed me. Mm. That's good. So it's the... I am not going to do anything from my to-do list. I am going to go and read a book. And that is rest for my overall well-being rather than sitting in a state of should but haven't. But And I think that what you're describing, that should mm. but haven't, or the um, I'm scrolling on social media in between things and now I'm stressed, that is collectively what COVID has done mm. alongside, I think last time we talked about this, we talked about the forced rest. We actually yeah. talked about, because we're in that space, right? Mm -hmm. We're in the space of we need to stop and we need to rest because we need to embrace the fact that we're not doing anything because everything had stopped. Yeah. But I don't think as a society we did rest, we paused, you know? And I think we as individuals didn't rest, we paused. And so for most people, coming out of that space wasn't necessarily refreshing. Mm. It was... We're back to where we were. We, we paused. We we're in a holding pattern. Well, and now we feel worse because we haven't achieved everything that we feel like we ought to have achieved and we're behind and we're scrambling to catch up. Hmm. Not a great place to be in. And it's interesting now, you know, like we're not in a, we're not in a space where COVID can stop defining huge aspects of our life hmm. because even while perhaps there's not as much obvious pain and angst and stress caused by people suffering from COVID, it's still there. People are still getting sick. People are still dying and it's still in the background. But also on top of that, we have all the baggage of the pause. Because hmm. the pause didn't, we didn't stop and rest. We just used up time Yeah, that we may have used for other things without resting. And so now there's this, this weight sitting on top it's it's like society collectively feels like it's behind mm. like the whole working world feels like it's scrambling to catch up and everybody is overscheduled and understaffed and mistakes are being made and people are getting angry about things that maybe they wouldn't have before because everyone's at the edge of their emotional range and small things are pushing people in ways that we weren't expecting and we we didn't see before. And in that space, in that background, I genuinely think is becoming like a revolution of rest. People are going, actually, no, 
stop, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to go rest. You know, the essence of, of some of this talk around the great resignation mm-hmm. stuff, uh, people pushing back on coming back into the office, people pushing back on all these things, it's time to rest. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's this revolutionary idea that we pushed ourselves, we pushed ourselves, we pushed ourselves, stop. Yeah. I'm going to rest now, whether you're ready or not. Have you seen there's been a thing going around social media and the like of I've heard some boomers referring to it as quiet quitting? Have you come across that? No, but I'm amused by your I've heard some boomers referring to it comment. Well, it was it was a very interesting article about how these younger generations coming off the back of COVID mm-hmm. are starting to only do the things in their job description. Mm. I've read some stuff around quiet quitting. It's interesting. The stuff I've read is inherently negative. Mm-hmm. Yeah? Is yeah. It? It's like, how dare people only do their job, only do that which they were hired and paid to do, instead of going above and beyond and giving 110% in the work environment all the time. Mm. There seems to be like a redefinition happening of how much of our self do we give to work do we give to other commitments? How much time is reasonable and what do we actually need to provide for ourselves space to be healthy? Mm. And a lot of people are finding that that means actually I'm going to do my job and just my job. Mm. But again, our society isn't built on that. Our society is built on people pushing to give more and businesses, employers trying to get as much out of their employees as they can. And the observation of a day to rest mm. has disappeared. Not from a, a like no, perhaps no intentional. We're going to cut this off. Like I'm not saying on oh, Sunday trading whenever that came in, however long ago before we were born. I have no idea. How you dare know? supermarkets, How dare open, supermarkets on open on Sunday? Like that wasn't it. But mm. even the, the weekend is no longer a time to rest and be with your family. It's time to be busy with your family. It's time to cram in all of the things that you wish you could have done during the week if you weren't working. Mm. It's time to do all these things. And if you can make time for it, you can go rest in that space. But you have to carve out that time within the time that's already carved out to rest. Yeah. Because we're filled with other things. And I think when I ask myself the question, what does God think about this? It's an alarming thought Mm. as people who are church pastors. Our act of worship, our act of rest can also be our job. It blurs things. Mm. And it blurs things when we look at people's lives and we look at the work they give voluntarily Mm. outside of their employment work. And they put all this evidence for the kingdom of God, for their local churches, for their stuff. We've built things that we, we do because we love God and honor God. We've actually built things in a way that removes the opportunity for people to rest Mm. and it's actually quite a scary sobering thought our structures require people to not be resting in order to work it's alarming Mm. right it's genuinely a a scary thought when we look at the the institution of church Mm. we know churches operate because of volunteers we know our our churches operate because people give to them of themselves Mm. whether it's setting up on a saturday for church, whether it's planning, whether it's music team on a sun, on a like weekday evening, the practicing, the all of these things, they're almost an additional requirement not to rest to do this. And I wonder sometimes how God feels about that. Mm. And if sometimes in all of that, God's sitting back going, hey, like I love the worship. I love the fact that you want to honor me this way and that you connecting this is important to you, but I'd like you to rest with me. Chill out, go for a walk, 
lie down. Like, I'm there too, mm-hmm. you know? And all this sits in, in a space of the unknown of, of are you rested? Mm. You know, for someone who is completely rested listening to this, they'll go, that's a weird podcast. Probably. But yep. I imagine for a lot of people, they're wrestling with this idea of resting, wrestling with resting, uh, re- what? Wrestling with resting? Thank you. Especially when it comes to church. Mm. Especially when it comes to how I have my nine to five job, my Monday to Friday job, and I have my family who mm-hmm. I love to hang out. You know, I have my hobbies. I have my people that I enjoy hanging out with. I have all of these things. And then I have my church commitments. And my church commitments, with everything else, take away from my opportunity to rest. Mm. And I don't know if that's honoring to God. Yeah. And I don't know if it's something that God is, is pleased by. Now, saying all of that, you know, there is something in giving of yourself. Yeah. There is something in being part of a community and giving more than you might individually and participating and all of these things. Mm. But I don't think God wants us to do it at the expense of resting. Yeah. And so I wonder what resting in church looks like. I wonder if actually there's something in collective resting, as in coming together as a church family and going, hey, we're not going to do, we're, we're not going to be mm. in the presence of God. Yeah. Today we're not going to do. Today we're just going to be. Today we're not going to do worship. Today we're simply going to be together and rest in the presence of God. And by doing so, worship. Hmm. How do you organize that, though? Yeah, I mean, that's yeah. what everything comes down to, right? It's like, oh, do we have to organize to rest? For it to be rest for most people. It needs to not be rest for a few. Mm. Mm. It goes in circles. Yeah. I think about creation Mm -hmm. and the story of creation and the seven days. And I think about the seventh day of rest. God rested because he was done, but he also wasn't done. Creation continues to be created. God continued to do things, but he paused in that space. But for him to rest... Did he work harder on the sixth day? Don't know. Did he work harder on the third? Like these, like you know, unknowns. And obviously, we can't take what God does as a complete template for our lives because we're not God. What? Yeah, I know, right? So you know, God created the earth and sky. You know, taking a literal interpretation, like if if it was a a literal day for the earth and sky, and or what, blah blah blah. We can't go. Cool. I'm gonna do that much work, and once I've done six days of that much work then I get a rest. Like, obviously, it's not a literal framework, Mm -hmm. but it is an interesting thought to consider how we rest and when we rest. A thing that I find interesting about the example of rest that Jesus gives us Mm -hmm. is that he often rested in unexpected times and places and at different times and places than his disciples. Mm. But he still rested and he still expected them to rest. Mm. But it's recognizing that what was work for Jesus the man and what was work for his disciples were different and they needed different amounts of rest at different times. And sometimes he was asleep on a boat and they were trying to navigate it through a storm (laughs) and they freaked out. He's like, hey, I'm resting. This is my rest time. We don't really have any conclusions here. Today, someone just asked us, do we stand by the, the podcast we did about Sabbath and rest and asked us if we could do a 2022 version of that podcast. So here's, here's some new so thoughts. Here's, here's some new thoughts. It's still important to rest. It's still important to rest as if there's no more work to do. It's important to actually stop, not just to pause. Mm. And 
that might be a skill that needs practicing. I know for us, we're not amazing at it. We know the importance and we understand that it is really important and God wants us to rest. But sometimes it's just really hard to rest. Sometimes those to-do lists just get a little bit too long. So we hope that these thoughts have helped you to consider the importance of rest in your life, that you might over the next few days find some time to actually intentionally think about what it is that you do to rest and how you can create that time in your life. So until next time, take a deep breath. Know that you are loved. Drink some more water. And have a great day. Bye. Bye.